Good day, educators. Welcome back to Classroom Conversations, the platform for Georgia's teachers, a place where educators can share and learn, a place where your host learns a good deal of life-sustaining information, too. I love this podcast. I'm Ashley Mingwasser, and I'd like to thank the Georgia Department of Education for bringing us this podcast series alongside production partners, Georgia Public Broadcasting. That's where we are right now at GPB Studios in Atlanta. For today's episode, I want you to number yourselves one, two, one, two, grab a colored vest and line up at opposite ends of the gym because we're running full speed at the enriching subject of elementary physical education and health integration. Channel your inner child. It's basically field day. And I want a rematch of third grade dodgeball. We were robbed. Joining me to discuss the brain and body benefits of health integration are two teachers who also happen to be fast friends. We welcome to the podcast from Ruth Hill Elementary School in Coweta County, physical education coach Cassie Robinson and second grade general education teacher Ashley Nelson. Welcome, Cassie and Ashley. Thank you. Thank you for having us. I'm excited you're here. How are you doing today? We're doing great. How about you? I'm doing great. Awesome. Smiles all around. And I love having another Ashley here. It's really nice. Do you ever watch Recess? Yeah. The show. And yeah. they had the Ashleys. The Ashleys. I always wanted to be Spinelli. You you did. Yeah. I relate to that. Do you ever, this might just be me, do you ever project things onto other Ashleys thinking you're identical mirror souls? Or is that just a me thing? Do you do that? <laughs> yeah. I guess it's just a me thing. Fair. I'm, I'm sure all Jeffs out there are just going around su- assuming other Jeffs are their soul's mirror image. How strange of me. Do we have anything in common? You told me your favorite color is blue. I'm pink. We have some things in common. We talked a little bit. You like dogs. Brown eyes. Brown eyes. Love dogs. Love dogs. Hair part. Yeah. hair. We part our hair the same way. Thank Gwinnett you, County, Cassie. North of Atlanta. That's right. We can we could do this all day, but that's not why the people are here. <laughs> Thanks for helping out, Cassie. <laughs> the first thing I want to ask both of you is, did you move your bodies today? I did. I worked out before I came. <laughs> Naturally, Coach Cassie did. And I did not. I took my soon-to-be bonus daughter to swim class. Oh, that's so, nice. So she moved her body. She moved her body. And then I got my body here. <laughs> yes, we appreciate that movement very much because we need you both here today. I think to understand who's speaking, we need to elucidate your teacher speak to each other. You guys have nicknames. Cassie, describe the nature of your relationship with Ashley and tell me your nickname for her. Um, well, I call her Nellie Belly. Um, and Nell, her last name is Nelson. So Nelson kind of derived and then just kind of hollered out Nellie Belly one day and it kind of stuck. Um, <laughs> we've taught together for nine years at the same school. So we're friends outside of school, which makes a huge difference, too. So. I love Nelson. She's one of my good friends. I feel the love. That's the funny thing about nicknames. They kind of devolve, don't they? That is true. Weird things. Ashley, what do you call Cassie? Almost always I call Cassie coach. And that's just being around the kids. And we kind of pick up that, which is how Nelson came to be Miss Nelson. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, usually coach. Coach. Coach Cass is another moniker with potential. Have you you heard that one before? That is true. Nelson's actually the only person that calls me Cass. Cass. Yeah. Coach Cass. (laughs) My nickname's Ash Money. I spell that with a dollar sign. <laughs> oh. Before Kesha did, Does for the record. Does that mean that you have money? Let's not go there on this episode. <laughs> that is very deep content. <laughs> okay, how'd you both get into education and PE health? You first, Cassie. Um, so basically, I was in college, and I decided I either wanted to play all day or work, work for the Braves. And I couldn't <laughs> figure out how to work for the Braves. So here I am playing, enjoying life every day. I love going to work. 
dreams so fulfilled. Absolutely. Ashley, what about you? Um, when I, I began at Wesleyan College after high school, and I went to college to go into child psychology, I wanted to work in social work with kids. And I had to observe in an elementary school classroom. And so in that classroom environment, I saw a teacher who really just changed the game for me. I really admired her and the work she was doing with her students. So at that point, I changed to early childhood education. That was your moment. That was my moment. That's beautiful. Cassie, if the Braves called tomorrow, would you still teach? No. (laughs) No. (laughs) Chop on. (laughs) Thank you for your candor. What do you guys do when you're not teaching, Ashley? Um, when I'm not teaching, currently I'm planning a wedding oh. and getting my master's. Yes, I'm trying to trying to get myself hitched next June. Um, and Hitch wrap- on. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. I've waited a really long time, so pumped about that. Um, and just, you know, that kind of thing. I love to skydive. I love running. So those kind of active adrenaline rush type of things. Very active. If you need a wedding officiant, I'm legal in two states. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> And have an amazing voice. Thank You'd you. You'd be great for it. Just, just a note if you're in a bind. <laughs> Cassie, what do you do when you're not teaching? Um, so I'm not as, as adventurous as Nelson. Uh, I don't like skydiving. Kind of scared of heights. Same. Um, but, you know, I like to cook. We like to go to Braves games, um, hang out by the pool. We're about to put a pool in our backyard. So we're excited about that. A pool and a wedding. These are major yeah. undertakings, you guys. That is true. You've taken on some big, adult expensive life. projects there. <laughs> <laughs> That's adulting. I want to dive into the space that we're interested in today, which is physical education and integrating health into curriculum for students. And you guys are a wonderful pair to demonstrate this connection. What is the biggest misconception about teaching PE? Cassie? Um, I would say the biggest misconception is people think that we're lazy. Um just because, you know, old school stereotype movies called Dodgeball. Uh, <laughs> Great film. You know, it, it is a funny film, uh, but we're not lazy. We don't roll the balls out. We put a lot of effort and time into planning what we're going to teach. And, you know, we do have specific skills and standards that we have to teach, too. So I feel like that's a stigma that we could do away with. Agreed. What do you think, Agreed. Ashley? Biggest misconception? I think the biggest misconception is how optional or secondary physical education is for our students. I think a lot of people look at it as an elective instead of an essential necessity for our kids. Um, So I think there's a lot of that, that we don't prioritize it with with the importance that it deserves and needs for our students. Yeah, the weight that is warranted. What is PE like today from both of your perspectives? I remember PE from my childhood. I'm sure it's changed. What is it like today? Uh, PE is so fun. Uh, the kids come in, you know, they're excited. I'm one of the few teachers that they actually get excited to come to PE every day. Uh, and I do use that to my advantage. So, you know, behavior is not really something that I have to deal with a whole lot in my classroom. Um, so it's, it's fun. You know, they come in, I talk to Nelson, I'm like, Hey, what are y'all doing in, you know, in second grade today or this week? And she's like, Hey, well, we're doing, you know, force emotion or, or whatever. And I'm like, okay, cool. Force emotion. We could do a soccer lesson. So that's kind of how this whole thing derived. Um, That's a typical PE day. We just have fun. Fun. And if you're not having fun, you're not doing it right. You're not doing it right. Ashley? Yeah, and to Cass's point, the kids get overly excited when it's PE day. So at our school, we're on a rotating schedule. So it's one week, maybe we have PE twice. The next week, we might only have it once. So when it's PE morning, they get super pumped to go see coach. Um, And what PE looks like today is, at least the way we run it at Ruth Hill, Cassie runs it, is teamwork, collaboration, 
Um, so a lot more than just free play, a lot of intentional um, working together. Yeah, t- teamwork. I'm sorry. I'm repeating myself. Collaboration. Collaboration and yeah. teamwork. Yeah, soft skills. Yes. They're learning yes. that and moving their bodies. Absolutely. And kind of bringing to life some of the lessons that are happening in their classrooms. Mm-hmm. That's very different from when I was in school, I think. PE was definitely fun. Mm-hmm. I, I vividly remember my value to my PE class, which was very collaborative. Ashley, you'll appreciate. Anytime a ball would get stuck under the bleachers, I was thin enough to get my legs <laughs> under there and <laughs> kick it out. And I wish I was remembered for my athletic skill, but that is not the case. <laughs> The two of you work together to integrate PE and classroom content, coach and gen ed teacher. Cassie, what are integrated lessons for PE? You mentioned force and motion. Yeah, so basically it's, you know, going to whoever, whatever grade level I'm teaching and saying, hey, is there a specific topic that you guys are struggling with? Or, you know, I have a game that's called Battle of Fort Sumner that we play in fourth grade that when they're learning the Civil War we can bring that battle to life in PE and we can do, you know, it's literally two battles and we're going to battle against each other and it's super fun. And the kids are like, oh, wow, this is what it might have been like when the Civil War. Obviously, we don't have, you know, all the weapons and stuff, but it's super fun uh, and it's not hard. And that's what I feel like people need to know is it's not hard. It's not hard. How does your collaboration work, Ashley? Where do you get these ideas? Well, and Cassie and I both can kind of we brainstorm off of each other. Um Cassie's really good about she'll incorporate things from our curriculum that we need if if we see a need specifically and then also offering ideas stealing things that she does with our kids in the gym and bringing those into the classroom so it's kind of a two-way door integration of bringing movement to their learning inside the classroom that's fantastic how did this start at your school (laughs) um so I had a kindergarten teacher that came to me and said um my kids are struggling with their shapes And I said, okay. So she told me three shapes, a a square, a sphere, and a triangle or something along those lines. And so I went in my equipment room and I got a basketball and a cone and a milk crate. And we had relays and that's kind of how it all stemmed from that. And it was like, okay, the kids are, you know, they're active. They're doing locomotor skills or, you know, doing a relay. They're having teamwork. But they also have to recognize the shapes in order to win the relay. Mm -hmm. So... Their little neurons are firing mm-hmm. in their brains. Ashley, how did it start for you? Um, I would say when I first started at Ruth Hill, Cassie's really the first coach that I worked with that had an open gym policy. And so I could come in there and she and I did have a natural connection right away. And with our friendship um, that I could go in and do PE with my kids and interact with them in that level, which I appreciated as their teacher because I got to see them in another realm where they accelerated. But I was able to see what Cassie was doing and see how engaged they were and really just how lit up and expressive they were in her learning environment. And then really to steal and borrow some of that and bring it back and get them out of their chairs in my classroom. Where is this collaboration now? What do you love about how it's evolved since the beginning? Um, I love that I can go to any teacher in the school and they they can come to me. And it's open communication, open door policy. Open gym. Is yes, open yes. gym. You know, we used to have those in high school at volleyball. And if you didn't show up, watch out, <laughs> even though it was not mandatory. Watch out. Watch out. But that is not how open gym works these days. Uh, it's, you're, you're always welcome in my gym. Uh, you know, I just feel like if you just talk to people and bounce ideas off each other, it just works. Yeah. It's natural. 
there's natural fodder there. Right. Might as well partner up and see Correct. what that reciprocal relationship can offer students in movement and Correct. students in their classrooms. We're all working towards the same goal. That's Ex- right. Exactly. Tell me about your teaching philosophies when it comes to PE and health. I'll start with you, Ashley. Awesome. Um, just in general, I believe as elementary educators, our purpose is to educate the whole child and whole health and whole learning. So academic, social, mental, emotional, and physical. So to me, it is, it's not negotiable that we have to have movement in our classroom and we have to integrate our curriculum into the gym and let those connections be made together. Um, so that really my philosophy when it comes to health and physical education at the elementary level is that it's essential and that our, our students become just more well-rounded and overall better developed, even academically, when we get them to move while they're learning. What is your teaching philosophy, Coach? Uh, I love to create authentic experiences, um, whether that's, you know, bringing in our local golf tournament or golf, whatever, majors and coming in and teaching our kids how to hold a golf club because our kids have never done that. Whether it's, you know, bringing in our local YMCA in and teaching them how to play tennis or, you know, just stuff that they might not get at home or things that are expensive. Golf and tennis are expensive. They are expensive. So, you know, they're probably not going to just go to Walmart and buy a set of clubs because they're not going to drop $200 because that's kind of crazy. Right. Might not even like it. And to <laughs> piggyback off that, here, here. we teach a little background knowledge on Ruth Hills. We teach at a Title I school. And so our students are extremely capable and very talented. But what happens a lot of times is our younger kids lack schema and background knowledge and background experience. So Cassie does a beautiful job of providing those community opportunities. And like she said, the golf experience, um, bringing in high school students into our programs and things like that and making that community connection for them. We did have a, uh, a Taekwondo teacher come in a few years ago. Oh, yeah. And I'm telling you, the kids were like smashing boards left and right and punching out. That was awesome. That was the best day. Yeah. So you can bring the again. outside in, too. Correct. Absolutely. And she does regularly, yes. No limits here. No. You two present such a united front. I mean, you're even wearing matching T-shirts, for goodness sake. <laughs> Would you please describe this ensemble? So our basketball shirts came from... Our student resource officer, Renee Edwards, shout out to Renee. Um, that Renee? She, yeah. She was an integral part of starting our basketball program for third through fifth graders at school. And it provided a place where, you know, our kids could have something after school where they didn't have to go home. They could stay and learn how to play basketball on a, on a team, on a real team. Shoot some hoops. Absolutely. It's a great shirt. A very fierce-looking eagle. Ruth Hill Eagles on that the front. That soft cotton. Yeah, yes. that's what we need, that soft cotton yeah, tee. It's Nothing great. quite like it. Can you both share a, a specific story that shows how this integration is affecting students, how students are reacting and finding more success as a result? I can speak to it inside. I, I teach second grade currently, and inside my second grade classroom, There are, I will have seven-year-old students who come in and feel like they're already not learners, that they can't, that they won't, that they've already kind of built a wall to what they feel like they're they're able to do in the classroom. And the second you integrate physical movement, activity, gameplay, it just changes the whole dynamic. So I have been able to, some of the most, what other teachers may call difficult students, they've just, they're guarded because they have not found success as learners. And so by bringing movement and things that, might be more in their wheelhouse, I've been able to make learning fun and more approachable and giving everybody an opportunity for success in the classroom. So I've been able to see them 
just blossom and open up. And I think also, and Cass, I think you could see this with some of specific students, but mm-hmm. when you give them something they love to do in your classroom, you, you start to build that relationship and that trust, and they see that you're giving them things that they enjoy and that you're investing beyond textbooks and sitting in a desk and that you're putting that time in with them, that play, that the relationship really starts to blossom. And so then academic success definitely follows. Specific story from you, Cassie? Uh, So just, I mean, going along with Nelson, there's a whole lot of kids that come in the gym and they might be making a 47 in math. And that's like, that's top effort. That's, that's what they're going to make. But when they come to PE and they can make a basketball shot or they can throw a spiral football or they can play rock, paper, scissors because that rock, paper, scissors gets intense. Like, I don't, I don't know if you've ever played, but like not with elementary school kids. Brutal. Yeah, it it is (laughs) brutal. brutal. Um, So we play a game where rock, paper, scissors, and that's how we solve problems in the gym. Like if you're having an argument with someone, okay, well maybe I need to rock, paper, scissors. Or if, if you're right about something and I'm wrong, Rock, paper, scissors. Well, that is an unbiased methodology. Yeah, so I'm telling you, kindergartners, first day of school, we're learning how to play rock, paper, scissors. (laughs) Yeah. So, but it's fun, uh, you know, just having students be successful somewhere other than the classroom and then being successful in the gym where they're doing, you know, math problems that I just sneak in there that they don't know that they're doing. Uh, So that's, it's super fun. And I think back to your kindergarten example of how this really genuinely Mm -hmm. started at Ruth Hill in an intentional way, because I think gym teachers and classroom teachers have done this for a little bit. But the intentional planning of integration is that, Cassie, I remember with the kindergarten group you're talking about, Ms. Richardson's class, Mm -hmm. that once they went through that with you, she was struggling getting them to know their shapes. That seems like a basic concept. But once you did the gameplay, no problem. Right. She came to pick them up and I was like... Um, hey, Johnny, do you want to show Miss Richardson what the shape is? And he's like, that's a square. That's a sphere. And he knew and she was shocked, like shocked that he could know any of that. So it was great. I bet the appreciation from teachers is just exponential because you have backup. You know, right. you have another outlet to to teach your kids things in a demonstrative way right. that may help them remember. And to your point before, your success stories, they come to a class where they feel like they can excel. Mm-hmm. They have a, a, as good a chance as anyone. Right. If, if maybe they're not natural born learners in their minds, Ashley. Mm-hmm. You guys are just rocking it. Not rock, paper, scissoring it, like <laughs> rocking it. Share a professional accomplishment, a proud moment for each of you. And I know you won't. You'll probably just laud each other. So however you want to do it is fine. Well, Cassie uh, knew it. Yeah. Cassie was uh, Ruth Hill Teacher of the Year. And that's incredible. The president of Georgia Aford. So that's our Georgia Education of uh, Health, Physical Education uh, sorry, Georgia Association of Health, Physical Education, Recreation, and Dance. Congrats, Coach. Yeah, she's Thanks. a big deal. She's That's a big deal. not true. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a big deal. Yeah, and then Nelson was our County Teacher of the Year for actually two years, right? Because of COVID? Yeah, thanks. COVID. Yeah, you're the, welcome. One of the only benefits. <laughs> yeah, there. yeah, seriously. A two-year reign. Yeah. yeah, there was a little stall on the program, so we just continued it another year. That is That's true. Right. That is incredible. You guys are, are really crushing it. What would you like other classroom and physical education teachers to know about working as a team to support students' academic success while at the same time supporting their well-being? Uh, Well, for PE teachers, you know, I feel like we're kind of guarded just like kids are. Um, And I feel like if you just go to one teacher that you have a, a connection with, like I had a connection with Nelson, and you go and you say, hey, 
what is one thing that I could help you with? And they'll give you something, and it might be something as simple as two plus two is four. And you're working on that in the gym, and that's it. And then when they leave PE, they know that two plus two is four. They know their math facts, and that's simple. But you have to have trust, and you have to be willing to go out of your gym into a classroom and not be just scared to do it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So That's the barrier. Mm-hmm. Ashley, what would you like other teachers to know? Um, that, that it's uh, To Cassie's point, it's easy. Um, as far as the way it looks in the classroom, bringing the physical movement and health education into the classroom setting is, you know, it's just getting your students out of their chairs. It's just it's switching the game up a little bit. So I like to make sure we begin our day out of our seats at least the first five minutes. Um, it's now expanded past that. But whether it's moving to the rug, standing up behind your chair, um, just getting that their whole body engaged and letting them know that, that this is a classroom of movement and free flow um, and it, it's, it is very easy once you get started, and I think both the teacher and the student benefits from integrating that movement into your learning environment. Lose the chairs. What an Lose iconic class. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Lose it. Do you have any other teaching tips for our educators listening before we close? I would just say don't be scared. Just step out on the limb and, and do it. You never know. And it's so beneficial, not only for you, but for the kids and for the teachers, and it creates a major trust. So, right. you know, as If you trust each other, you can do anything. And it seems like our gym teachers would be excited to have a challenge. Correct. You know? Yeah. What about you, Ashley? Other tips? I do think that, um, you know, nationally, we do have an issue with uh, an obvious problem with the growing rate of childhood obesity. I believe last year was about 17% of students um, faced or or struggled with, were challenged with obesity as children. And so I think it's absolutely essential and part of our job as educators, if we are as public school educators, to give our students the knowledge on how to better their bodies and their health. And by doing so, ultimately, it will benefit their education, their academic learning and their brain development. So I think it all goes hand in hand. And we really have to make it an intentional priority as teachers who spend the majority of students' day, you know, we spend more time with them than their parents do during the school year. So it's, it's really got to be a top-notch priority to get movement integrated throughout their day. I feel so inspired, and I just made you guys sit in a chair this entire time. <laughs> we should have been standing and doing this interview. My mistake. I hope you forgive me. Thank you, Coach Cass and Absolutely. Nelson. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you Ashley. A great time. I'm so yes. glad you had a great time. I know our educators probably learned a lot about this. They can they can all start somewhere. That's Absolutely. right. I'm feeling inspired. You're feeling inspired. You got any workout tips for me? This is totally unrelated. But. <laughs> planks. Yeah, planks. Oh, planks. Nelson oh. loves planks. She. Side note, Nelson used to have like a YouTube video of all kinds of workouts. Um, Nelson, <laughs> five minute flash, yeah. So five minute floor exercises type stuff, or yeah, it was just like a five minute. They're pretty intense. I was, they were, I, you know, I wasn't planning a marriage and uh, building a home. It was just me, yeah. And so, the, yeah, there's a little five minute get your day started. Where is and this? And you'll just feel so great afterwards. YouTube, YouTube. Yeah. What's her What's her handle or channel name rather? Is it Ash Flash? Five minute flash. Five, five, five minute flash <laughs> with Ash. Five minutes. No. I, I dropped the yeah. S. Five minute but flash workout. And she used to like send them to me and be like, "Hey, did you do this today?" And they don't, they'd be <laughs> under five Cass, minutes. No. <laughs> and sometimes my students would find them, be like, "Miss Nelson, we saw you." But also, too, living that example for your kids that like you're a happier person when you're moving. Yeah, right? life is better when you're moving. Moving your body. I play right. every day outside of class. Every day I'm playing with my kids. That's great. I'm going to look this up.
and I'm going to email you later. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Coach Cass, Nelson. Combine, you're a very powerful physical force in your students' lives and their learning. Thank you for that. Teachers, the heart of this movement is movement. Don't think I can still squeeze in that opening under the bleachers, but you can still squeeze in your PE and health integration. In the words of Gil Connell, an author, movement is the starting point for wiring the brain for learning. When students move, they improve, y'all. Whatever the challenge, just remember you're placing first because you're a great teacher. Talk next week. Bye-bye. Funding for Classroom Conversations is made possible through the School Climate Transformation Grant.